Hi, this is Stephanie, the host of the Empower Your Life podcast. And on this podcast, we're going to be talking with Natalie and specifically on pelvic floor, um, a uterine pr prolapse, um, something that is very common that we see. And the first thing the doctors want to do is just take it out. But we're going to be talking about some of the complications that can happen if you take it out and some of the other things that you can do more holistically that is not being offered um, at all in the medical system. I mean, some, it's starting to come around. There's starting to be more education around it. And doctors are starting to have a understanding around this, but a lot of them do not. And, um, the things that they want, um, us to do as females is, um, a little ridiculous in my opinion. So we are going to learn all about this from Natalie, um, today, and then make sure that you are next event. We're actually going to dive in a lot deeper into this topic as well as leaking um, and more on like kind of the pelvic floor, um, as well as a little bit of um, like how constipation can also affect the pelvic floor, your hormones, um, pressure management, all these things we're going to be talking about in our next event. And it is going to be a virtual event happening next month, October. Well, I guess really this month, <laughs> I don't even know what month it is. The, the, the year is just flying by so fast, but um, October the 24th. Um, from 6 to 7 p.m. Um, the links for that event are in our description. So make sure you head over there to um, sign up. If you know anyone that's suffering from this, please share this because um, what they think is true, that this is just what happens or that I'm going to have to have surgery. There's nothing I can really do is not true. So let's at least um, get some education out there so people can have hope that there, it, uh, there are some holistic ways that you can take care of your body, especially as a female. So let's get started. This is the Empower Your Life podcast, where you can find some of the best health and life tips to keep you active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, and medications. We want to give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear a very special offer. Without a further ado, let's get started. So today we're going to talk about prolapse. Um, a topic that is so needed. Um, we literally had a client that just came in recently and they were never really told that physical therapy would actually help them. Um, they're wanting to go down, the, well, they don't want to go down the path. Their doctor wants them to go to, down the path of surgery. And we're going to talk about why this may not be your best options, what happens when you have surgery and how you can kind of take care of this naturally because most people really just don't know. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time in our office, you know, you go see a doctor and, um, and they just literally like, I mean, it's happened to me. They'll tell you, oh, that's just what happens as you get older, or that's what just happens because you've had babies or whatever the case may be. And it's not true. So let's get into a little bit about prolapse. We have Natalie here, the expert. So we're going to be picking <laughs> <Hello>. her brain <laughs> on, on prolapse. All right. Sounds good. So let's talk about a little bit about what is prolapse um, and maybe what people are feeling when they have it um, and some of their frustrations. Yeah, so um, a prolapse, what that is, um, is whenever you're, if you're a woman, for instance, 
A prolapse is essentially anything that is coming down towards um, towards your like vaginal opening or really any organs that are leaving the, I guess, inner sanctum, if you will, <laughs> of your like abdomen, essentially. Um, and so what I mean by that, it's very common for women to have um, a uterine prolapse. And so what that is essentially is whenever your uterus is actually sinking down towards your vaginal opening. Um, but it's not just a uterine prolapse. You can also have a bladder prolapse. Um, when your bra when your bladder is sinking down towards the vaginal opening, you can also have the rectum sinking down toward that vaginal opening as well. Um, so it really just depends. And there are different medical terms for it. It's a rectocele for your rectum, um, and then a cystocele for your bladder. And then I think they just call it uterine prolapse for the other one, but yeah. So what do they typically feel? Because I know there is mm. some very common things that people feel when this happens. Right. So it almost feels, people are going to tell you that it almost feels like a heaviness or a pressure you know, right around their vaginal opening, just for the sake of conversation, if we are talking about those kinds of prolapses. Um, but it's almost gonna feel like a heaviness or a pressure and almost kind of like if you had a tampon in, but it it's almost like it's not fully in and it's getting ready to fall out, essentially. It's almost kind of like that feeling. Um, and a lot of people are just, it just interferes with their day-to-day -day life of just like, this is so weird. Like, I feel like something is going to fall out of me. <laughs> um, and so that can be really alarming to patients of like, okay, I can't lose my uterus, you know, my uterus or my bladder, like kind of need those to function. Um, and so that can really scare patients and tell, and it makes them go to their doctor. And kind of like you said with our uh, previous client of, the typical solution that they suggest is just going to surgery um, and just removing the thing that is causing the problem, essentially. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the typical symptoms that they feel. Yeah. And so what are some of their frustrations? I know it's just the feeling of like something's falling out, but what are some of the other things that people complain about um, mm -hmm. with, with this? Yeah. So one thing for certain is definitely if you feel like you're having something fall out of you all the time, you don't want to be up and moving because it feels, it feels a lot better when you're laying down, especially when your feet are higher than your pelvis, just because of gravity, right? Yeah. The, the organs are able to essentially move back to where they're supposed to be. But then that relief goes away once you stand up and start moving around, especially if you're active, you know, imagine trying to run and having that feeling of just heaviness every time you're striking the ground. Um, and so a common frustration is just feeling limited in your day-to-day -day activities of just like, yeah, maybe I love running or maybe I love, you know, just like playing with my grandkids and keeping up with them. Um, and I just feel like I can't do those things because I feel like I lose a part of me that I actually need. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's definitely a common frustration, but then also too feeling trapped of just like, okay, this is happening. What do I do about it? 
you know, and again, feeling like surgery is the only option because that's yeah. what you've been told. Yeah. Um, and also surgery is expensive and the recovery is brutal, you know? Um, and it's also, you know, people are learning, thankfully that it causes a lot of complications and problems down the line. It's not a, um, end all be all solution. Um, and so those are definitely some frustrations that people have too. It's just like, okay, well, if I can't do surgery, then like, what else is there? You yeah. Know? And people don't even realize how much physical therapy can help because we've had clients that have come through our office that their prolapse is pretty bad. Um, and it's always interesting. Like you just never know, like you can have like a really bad case that does really well. And you can have, um, an easy case that may not do quite, quite as well, but usually, I mean, with, with physical therapy, the option, there's so many, um, the results still are, are pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. we've never had a client that just didn't, you know, maybe they've had to continue some of their exercises, but they know how to manage it. Um, which right. is great because gosh, let's talk about the surgery option. The surgery option is horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm the, you know, first of all, just taking out the uterus, we have it for a reason. <laughs> so <laughs> we can talk about a little bit of what happens there, but then also yeah. just some of the other like procedures that they want to do. I've never seen anyone that's been thankful that they had those procedures done. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so typically what the surgery that's suggested is, you go ahead and remove the uterus because, you know, out of, out of the three, the bladder and the rectum and the uterus, it's like, okay, well we need the other two. So, yeah. so the uterus <laughs> has to go. Um, and so they go ahead and remove the uterus to essentially kind of like free up space, I guess. And then they add a mesh to almost kind of help keep the other, the other two from essentially dropping down towards the vaginal opening. Um, the problem with that, however, is that typically whenever you do have the bladder and the uterus and the rectum together, they help to balance each other out in the, in the sense of like the uterus keeps the bladder from dipping down and the rectum keeps, or, and the, uh, uterus keeps the rectum from dipping down, you know? And so they kind of balance each other and, and support one another almost, um, is a good way to think about it. And so when you remove the uterus that's in the middle, if you're looking, you know, um, internally, let's say the bladder is going to be in the front, right. And then the uterus is here and then you have the rectum here. So if you remove the uterus, you have the other two and there's all this free space, right. And so (laughs) what's going to happen? Like they're going to inevitably start dipping down towards that free space. And so what was a uterine prolapse that you, you know, fix quote unquote, um, with surgery is now becoming a rectocele or a cystocele whenever the bladder is dipping down or the rectum is dipping down. And so patients can still have that feeling of heaviness and those symptoms that we just talked about. And they just kind of freak out. I'm like, wait, I thought, I thought we fixed it. What's the problem? You know? Um, but unfortunately too, there are a lot of complications with the surgery. Um, and I know, uh, we were talking earlier, uh, about this, but the mesh that they, that they put on, we were talking about it. The mesh is the mess. 
Yes. It creates a mess essentially. Yeah. Um, Remember that the mesh yeah. is the mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't get meshed. <laughs> um, but no, so just diving into some of the complications of surgery, um, there's actually a higher incidence of like bladder injury and groin pain with this surgery. There is also a higher incidence of pain with sex, um, both that you feel, but also research is showing that even your partner can feel pain as well. Um, and then even too, women have reported having pelvic pain after surgery and even difficulty like urinating um, and having an increase in urinary frequency. And so, you know, basically you're almost trading ones, you know, these symptoms of prolapse for all of these other symptoms, you know? So it's like, is that really better? Yeah. You know, no, it, it's not. They, they say that it's going to be an end all be all solution and it's just not true. Um, just to answer some of your questions. So, yeah. So what are some of the causes? What are some of the things that, um, you look at in helping a client, um, get some, some resolution? Yeah. Great, great question. Um, so again, I know we talked about this in, um, our leaking podcast, but again, the, the whole, the whole thing, it holds true when it comes to breathing and pressure management, because again, every time people with prolapse end up having to hold their breath, whether it's like to cough or sneeze, or, you know, even laughing or just not breathing that pressure in, in your, in your abdomen gets pushed down towards your pelvic floor muscles and also towards your organs. Right. And so if there is a prolapse already there, that increased pressure is just going to exacerbate those symptoms of feeling heaviness and pressure and just discomfort. Um, and so one thing I look at again, just like I look at with all my pelvic floor patients is how are they breathing? How is their coordination with their breathing and their movement? What does that look like? Um, because I guarantee you that is something that needs to be addressed like 99% of the time. So, yeah. What about, and, and I'm sure it's very, very similar in the sense of like looking at the pelvic floor, what's mm-hmm. tight, what's weak. Th- those are also can kind of be some issues as well. Oh, for sure. Cause if you think about it, like pelvic floor is kind of having to work overtime to try to support yep. the, the organs. Right. And so again, there can be tender spots or like, you know, spots in your pelvic floor that are just hypertonic that if I'm internal, for instance, and doing manual therapy patients say, yep, no, that's tender. And so I kind of <laughs> massage that area to kind of help those muscles relax and release that tension. Um, But then again, too, once you coordinate that, so once you like relax everything that needs to be relaxed and teach breathing the way that it should be um, to where like it's unconscious, right? Because what we want to get back is, is not having to think about all these things all the time, you know, like I guarantee you, you know, these little kids, for instance, who are jumping and running and playing, they're not thinking about their breathing and their pelvic floor. And yet. (laughs) they're not having these kinds of problems. Right. 
Um, but retraining that mind muscle connection so that it's unconscious. And so once that happens and you relax all the muscles, then you go back to, okay, now we need to strengthen these muscles and not by doing Kegels, but by doing very functional activities, because what's actually really interesting is just like our diaphragm and our pelvic floor muscles work in coordination, our, our, um, abs also work in coordination to your core works in coordination with your pelvic floor muscles. And so whenever you're, you know, tightening, there's, I'm going to, you know, give the anatomical term for it, but we have our six pack abs, right. That everybody <laughs> wants nice and tone, but you have a deeper layer of core muscles called your transverse abdominis that wrap around your low back and connect to, you know, your belly button, like the front of your body here, um, almost kind of like your own personal corset. And so when that activates your pelvic floor also lifts up almost kind of like you're doing a Kegel, mm -hmm. but it's natural. It's a natural coordination. Functional so way. Even, it very functional. Yeah. Right. And so even doing functional activities will improve that strength, but also that coordination so that you're not even thinking about it. But it's very similar. Like when you look at like physical therapy, but let's just take the knee for instance, you know, at first we've got to figure out what's the source of going on. We fix that piece of it, but to get you back functionally, we've got to start out with doing things where your feet are on the ground and you get the right muscles to contract. And you've got to start out with a very low level exercise and progress that up. If you do too much too soon, it's going to go into your protection, your, your common movement patterns, very similar to this. So if you kind of think of it like that, that's, that's what's happening. So we've got to gradually build up that strength of that function so that you can tolerate it and you don't have to think about it and it automatically happens. No, exactly. That is exactly what it is. Um, just for a different part of the body. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, it's so, all, I mean, you can relate everything to everything, but sometimes mm -hmm. hearing different stories, like, Oh, that totally makes sense. Right. Because you, right. sometimes you can't envision the pelvic floor and function. Oh, I know. Well, so <laughs> but you funny. can like, Oh, the knee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It bends, it straightens. Yeah. You have to stand on it. You've got to be able to squat. I mean, oh, I know. so it's, it's like, you can kind of see that, but that it's, it's very similar. Right. Um, right. You know, I, I relate to everything to orthopedics. Cause I even talk about like, you know, when people have autoimmune or different conditions, it's these mm -hmm. chronic things that we've done to our body, just like a chronic mm -hmm. issue that you've done. And you've got to undo the layers and then slowly build up, build back up to the tolerance. It's very absolutely. similar. It's very similar. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, light everything, everything, but yeah, <laughs> no, this is all awesome. Awesome education information because, um, it's so needed. Um, just like I said, there's just so many people that don't realize that, um, that physical therapy actually can help with these things. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's something that they definitely, that definitely can. And just understanding that surgery should be your very, 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 very last option. Um, right. if at all, don't do it because <laughs> yeah. actually people can have even more complications than that feeling right. of that pressure. Um, I've right. seen it before and they wish, and you can't undo that. You can't undo the surgery. Right. No, very true. Very true. And again, like I think educating people too, in the sense of like, I'm not necessarily going to fix your prolapse in the sense of like, you know, it being where it is, but what I can fix and what we will work on is your symptoms, your yes. symptoms that you're experiencing. 
Okay. Um, just to make, you know, make that clear too, because what's also interesting is people can have, there are different stages of prolapse, you know, and um, the body is so fascinating. So um, because, yeah, because, you know, a woman can have a stage one prolapse, like very, like very minimal severity. Um, and yet she can have the worst symptoms, you know, the worst symptoms. Whereas you can have another patient who has a more severe prolapse, like a stage three or stage two, and their symptoms are not as severe. And so again, it's all about working on the symptoms. Cause again, your organs, they're not going to fall out. That's a myth. That's a myth. It's not true. Um, so really what we work on in pelvic floor therapy is the conservative treatment to help you get rid of those symptoms, but also to provide you the education to manage them if they do come back down the line. Um, and then that way you're just empowered to take care of your body. Um, instead of being dependent on, yeah, like me, but also just doctors and, and relying on surgery, but. And that's that's similar again to, you know, I always relate everything back to orthopedics. Like you can have people Mm -hmm. with back pain and they can have, like, if you look on the imaging, you're like, oh my God, how are you functioning? Right. They they don't have very much pain. And you have someone that's like, I don't even understand why you're in this much pain. You don't even show anything on the MRI, which is why Mm -hmm. imaging and stuff is not the first choice. You can save so much money by not going down that route. Um, because, and you don't know. And so then like what we do is provide education and teaching you how to fix it. And then understanding what happens if it comes back again, because the reason Mm -hmm. why it comes back is because we forget all the things that we did that created it. (laughs) And that's Mm -hmm. natural. Like I'm the same way. I'm like, Oh, dang, I need to get back to doing this because I was so bad with everything that I've been doing. And I know better. I know better. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like the patients. Um, so I know I I need to go back to doing this and then my, and then everything will go away again. And it does. Um, and so it's very similar with this. Um, and it's much better to take care of something like that than to go down the path of, of surgery. So thank you. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome education. And I can't wait for yeah. people to hear it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Hello, my name is Victoria. I'm the client care specialist. I hope you enjoyed the information in this podcast. If you're looking for more information to figure out how to fix your knee pain, click on the link below for our knee pain ebook. And if you would like to talk to one of our specialists, click on the link below for a free discovery visit if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area.